Hey, Peter. Yes. It's a new feature today. What? Wait, you're coming up with the feature? I'm coming it. up with this feature. Oh, nice. This is a. This is when the old becomes new again. Ooh. Do you remember? Kind of a Benjamin Button in reverse situation. Story of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember Method Mondays? Ooh, I do. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you are listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music, advice, inspiration, and mythology. Wait, meth- methodology. <laughs> and <laughs> mythology. Well, there's definitely some there's mythology. Some of that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can go either way. That's great, man. I have been poo-pooing new features lately. Uh, let's not talk about poo-poo. We've, I, w- can I digress quickly? Please. Because you just you just introduced some trauma into my now, life by saying- that be something you might be interested in? No. No, it's not. <laughs> we have a little dog. We have two little dogs Oh, my God. Over at the Martin household, yeah, also known as the Martins with a Z. Yeah, um, wh- the little dog. You know what? I'm going to publicly shame her right now because I feel like we've tried everything else. She is poo pooing, as you would say, but not poo pooing some chord changes, which is probably what you're going to be talking about. She's actually literally poo pooing in the wrong places uh, inside of the home. The worst. You know. Now, granted, it's been very cold here in St. Louis. Yeah. But I, I don't like that excuse. So when you say poo-pooing, I understand that you mean it in a different way, but hey man, it hits down, it hits hard right now. I'm not joking. We've all had old dogs. This is, it's what, not really an old dog. And oh. It's not a young dog. It's, oh. it's right in that sweet spot, you know, like five, six years old. This is Little Penny? Old. This is Little Penny. Oh, Penny. She's so cute. She's I mean, so cute. Yeah. But when the when the turds are rolling out, excuse me. <laughs> At least they're the probably manageable. They are. They're, they're smaller than... than well, no, they're bigger than you'd expect, but they're smaller than... Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is... <laughs> you guys liking this so far? Happy New Year, folks. <laughs> Hope everything's coming out okay in your solos. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's talk about uh, something com- else, anything is this gonna, really... Is this going to stay in, you think? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not heavy editors, so... No, not really. Um, let's talk Stop about our... my poo-poo story. Let's talk about... This is the last time I'll ever say that. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about Method Monday, which is our new feature we're going to start... Mm. Uh, right here oh, today. Oh, we're actually doing this. See, I we thought are. we were joking. Well, I love it. It's kind of already been happening on yeah. Mondays where we talk about sort of nuts and bolts musical things. Like yeah. last week, we talked about the maestro six chords, right? Yes. All about those. Uh, I learned a lot in that. I oh, mean, it was so great. So, did you what? notice I was kind of quiet in that episode? Well, the only time I get quiet is but, you <laughs> when know, I'm a little confused. It's like I said <laughs> in the episode, though, these are things that I hear you play literally every time you touch the piano and you just. I think don't have it organized in the same way that the great Barry Harris had, which yep. is that's his gift, really. That's, yeah, absolutely. You know, is organizing things that everyone at a certain level knows and plays, and it's part of our language because we all kind of speak the same language, right? You kind know, of a jazz piano vernacular, or really just a jazz theory vernacular yeah. kind of like language. Like Barry Harris grew up listening to Bud Powell and was a contemporary of like Wynton Kelly, and you love Bud Powell, Wynton Kelly, exactly. and Barry Harris. So of course you know yeah. you, how to play like them. But I think that it speaks to an important thing, and I want everyone to feel hopefully, you know, re- really just hopeful and inspired by this kind of thing, is that we can play things that we have trouble um, conceptualizing or even teaching or being able to describe, yeah, you know, and then other things become very easy. And I think for me as a teacher, I, I used to get frustrated with that because I was like, mm, I know how to play this, 
but I can't explain it. And I know that that's not great teaching, but there's always just certain things that we're going to excel at. And obviously, you know, Barry Harris excelled at many different things, but especially these types of concepts. But I think it's okay for all of us. Don't get, what I'm trying to say is don't get frustrated, even if you don't understand in the way that others understand something, as long as you can play it. Totally. And and and, and also, you don't have to be able to play and understand everything no. in the same way. There's nothing wrong with that either. No, no one could play and understand everything. So don't feel right. like you got to have the whole world in your pocket. Right. Do what you love. Right. Do what you Stay love. Stay in the pocket, though. Always be in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. You know what I love? What? Is... Talking about minor two five ones. I you know do. you love it too. Well, I, I, you I, love I, it too. I love it. I don't love it like you, but you hopefully by it. the end of this episode, I will love it as much as you. So I thought we could give. We get asked about minor two five ones all the time, and like, what do I play over them? Because a lot yeah. of people are stuck with just like, do I, is it the mixolydian on the? What do I? Yeah. What's the right whatever? Uh, and there are. I mean, obviously. So just a caveat before we begin. Music theory is the worst. Yes. And it's the best. And it's the best. No, <laughs> I heard this term the other day, and this really has has turned a switch on for me. Music theory is descriptive, not prescriptive here. So mm. what everything we're talking about, this isn't like this scale is something you should go then apply to your playing or whatever. We're describing sounds that we've heard, right? Yes. A lot of players use a lot of different sounds on, on things like minor two five ones or minor five ones or minor keys. And so what we're going to talk about here is descriptive, not prescriptive. So don't take this as Peter and Adam told me to go play this scale over, over minor two, five ones. That's not how to think about it, really. Find your own sounds here. But these are some things that we have heard on recordings where people are playing in minor keys. Yes. And there's a somewhat of a cadence in a minor key, like a 5-1 cadence in a minor key. Yeah. And just maybe spark some ideas of some territories of exploration. I like it. So level one is where I love to start talking about this with students, like what is the most basic sound we can hear on this? And for sure, a 5-1 sound is the most basic sound, right? So here we have G7 to C minor. Even if you don't throw the two in yet, which you, by the way, never have to, ever. Like right. a lot of great bebop masters just thought of in 5-1 cadence is not 2-5-1. Yeah. Even if they played the two and the, you know, with the comping. That was part of the five. Right, And right. really, that's part of the one. Right. You know, like, it's all, it's not even about... And horn players, too, like, just playing, even if the rhythm section is actually, you know, playing through the two to the five to the one. Yeah. A lot of really good, I mean, Miles is, like, really good at breaking down and kind of simplifying what the chords are to be able to create beautiful melodies over just a couple of chords, even when there's other ones going by. But, but melodic, it still sounds good. Melodically, Miles is not spelling out the chord changes no. every, even in his bebop era. Yeah. Chet Baker famously did no chord changes. He was right. just like, what, what's the first note of the tune? Yeah. And would improvise off the tune. Like that kind of feeling is not uncommon with these masters. So to get caught up in there's two beats of D minor seven flat five, there's two beats of G seven flat nine flat 13. There's four yeah. beats. That's not the way to think about it. The right. way to might, you might think about it is we're in C minor and there's this tension. We got a little resonant thing yeah. here with our C. Listen like to that. It. I don't know if the listeners can hear that. Interesting. So, uh, the first way I like to throw people into the deep end here level is... Level one. Level one. On this G7, right? Your five chord. How about try a C harmonic minor? C. Har C harmonic minor, right? So a C harmonic minor is C, D, E flat, F, yes. G, A flat, and B. But start it at B. Yeah. And then don't go above the octave. Isn't that called like the super low green or something? No. Okay. When you start a harmonic minor, I think this is called, what is this called? The, the Phrygian dominant is what it's called. Oh. 
But just if you're just starting to improvise over like minor five ones, yeah. start this this harmonic minor, C harmonic minor, C D E flat F G A flat and B. Start the scale on B and only go up to A flat. Don't do the break. Yeah. So that's giving you the. Let me just make sure I'm understanding this correctly. That's giving you the flat thirteen, of yeah. course, and the flat nine. Basically, those and are your two nine. alterations. But check it out. When you don't include that minor third. There's so much, e it makes it so easy to just resolve to any note. Yeah. Strong note of C minor, right? And would you say that the 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 outside, so B, D, F, A flat, that fully diminished, that's kind of well, that's guiding you a little bit with the other ones as passing notes, maybe? Exactly. That's why you want to start to think about this sort of range of notes, right? And I, I, I'm not going to say scale, but sort of this color palette of notes from B to A flat. Because right? if you think about, I'm just going to stay in this little octave as yeah. I resolve to C minor, all of this stuff opens up. Yeah. And a lot of players just do this naturally. Like you hear a lot of language from people like Red Garland playing a lot of stuff just within this little yeah. space here, resolving to a C minor triad, one of the strong notes of a C minor triad. Question. Yeah. Why are you not thinking about that or hearing that as a B fully diminished or a B diminished scale that's stopping? A B I, you could... Well, it's not a diminished scale. Isn't it? No, it's not a half-hole diminished scale. Well, almost. It's almost. But there, if it were, there would be an F sharp and an A. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's a little different. That's why it's you think of it as a C harmonic right, or gotcha. that G Phrygian dominant. I knew that. I was just testing you. You know it, too. That's good. But that's kind of level yeah. one. It's just thinking about that G7 chord as that har C harmonic minor starting on B, going up to A flat. And then, you know, if you have a 2-5... You can do the same thing. Like you don't have to. Yes, you can acknowledge right. that that there might be a, a situation where you're gonna suss the, the B to a C and then go back down. That's all just tension and resolution on the five chord. Yeah. Now that is level one. Yes. Peter, what do you got? Okay, so level two and realizing now that I didn't know you're gonna be so dogmatic about the levels, but that's okay. Uh, no, I mean, th that's this might be jumping very loose. There's no you know, order really to this. Yeah. These are just ideas. So this is something that I was thinking about because I just sort of use this. I probably overuse this, but I love the sound so much and I remember hearing Herbie Hancock play this and it was such a big part of my sort of fundamental ear training yeah. as a young lad because I was trying to figure out how this stuff sounded and I didn't really understand like Stuff that I learned later about like double diminished and and it, to tell you the truth, still stuff that I don't totally understand the theory behind it, but I do understand how it, the the usage and application of it. Yeah. But this is one that like I kind of got locked in, and this is why I'm very, um, you know, sympathetic to folks when they're like, we get these constant questions about two five minor two five ones, and because for a while I was like, what do, what do you mean? It's no different than a, I mean, it's no more difficult. Than a regular two five one, but it is, and I remember that when it was like, "What do I play?" Right. And it wasn't that I didn't understand the different options, but it was more like, "What can I play that sounds good?" I think that's what people struggle with. Yeah, exactly. And I remember hearing Herbie Hancock play this in a number of different situations, and the, the you know the the thing that I distilled it down to, although it includes many different elements, but the most important element, kind of first principles of it, was the major ninth on the two, on the half diminished two. So if yeah. we're in the key of B, well. This is very Herbie-ish, by the yeah, way. Yeah, should we yeah. stay in the same key or do we want to go to another key? Whatever key you want. Okay. Let's let's stay in the same key just as for, so a reference point for how it's changed from level one. Excellent idea. So we've got D half diminished. And this is one that we are really focusing in on the two. Well, because there's specific movements that you're exactly, going to go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got... You know, root position D, D, 
F, A flat. You start out with that diminished, yeah. but then you've got that seven, so it is a half diminished, yep. and then you're adding in the, the ninth. E natural. E natural. Whereas traditionally, you would think of this as... Right? As, yeah. as the scale to use for the half diminished, which is, is that the Locrian? Locrian, yeah. yeah. This is called Locrian Sharp 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, see, you yeah. learn something every day. Riff, reading is fundamental. <laughs> Not related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got that. that. something you might be interested in. <laughs> yes, that I love is. reading. I yeah. love riff. Uh, so, but for some reason, I always kind of heard it more as like F minor, major seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, F minor absolutely. nine with the major I use seven. tons of like melodic minor. And I think Herbie played Language. it a lot like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then of course you can go up from there. You've got the 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 E flat major seven with the raised fifth. Yeah. Well let's So just here on the two chord, yeah. this is something we talk about. We've been talking about at the Daily Guide practice session. Look at if you look at so here we're in the key of C. So if you go to really old recordings of minor keys, they're not playing the two a lot. They might play the four. Look at an F minor six chord. Yeah, right. That's a D half diminished, exactly. except with F in the bass instead of D. And right? then sometimes they're just like, it's already on the G. It's already on the G. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So again, like that's why to think of it as like an F minor major, that's not out of the question. Right. Yeah, totally. So then what are you doing on the and G? And then even though you're using some of the same notes, you know, we've talked about this before when you kind of conceptualize these things as the so-called root, even though you're not playing that as the root. Um, really can give some interesting melodic ideas. And I think that's what I kind of connected with the way Herbie would approach it. And it was just like. Yeah, super interesting melodic you know, minor cells within that to play around with. And then you're going on like altered on the G. Yeah, this, this one really lends itself nicely. So D half diminished with the major seventh. And then that can slide down to this flat 13. Yeah. E gives you a lot of nice tension. So, so this would probably be the big difference between level one is that it's got the sharp nine yep. kind of dom, you know, predominant in there along with that flat 13. And that gives you that great triad, that E flat major triad. Yeah. But you've also got the major minor third duality. Which, and you can think about this even as a little bit of like A flat minor major seven, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. Absolutely. Like up, up that chord. So you're going, and, and you'll hear Herbie do something like this, like, like, Yep. You know, F, yeah. F minor major seven up to the nine, A flat on the two chord, F minor major seven up to the nine on the five chord, yep. A flat minor major seven up to the nine. And then you can go to the C. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do for and the And then one. another place on that five, you know, that I kind of feel is, and this is kind of getting a little bit meta, but you've got the, we were talking about the four to five movement. You've got an F half diminished, and you can take that one up to the, ninth as well absolutely yeah and you know a lot of times i'll find these and play them because they're shapes of voicings that work well so you've got g7 you know a flat 13 sharp nine so uh, you know seventh third i'm doubling sorry uh, the seventh again a flat b okay. e flat and so up in the right hand and if you put the root on top that becomes that same half diminished with the major nine on it Yeah, that's definitely a, a very. Whew. Listen to that. Yeah, that's used all the time, especially like modern players like Peter have really embraced that sort of melodic minor movement yeah. between the two, five, and the one. I think that's great. I want to do one more level here. Yeah, level it's three. Another, it's another Herbie level. Okay. And this comes right from our our uh, discussion on Eye of the Hurricane. 
Ooh, Remember nice. when we did that for Language of the Masters? Yeah, it's our course, of Language of the Masters, where we uh, break down five blueses. I the Hurricane, a minor blues. And this was uh, in the key of F. We'll do it in the key of C here. Mm -hmm. Herbie, on the entire 2-5-1 in the key, uh, uh, the entire minor 2-5-1, he just played over the two chord, over the five chord, and over the one chord. Yeah. <laughs> he just played a uh, here on the f on in the key of C, a G half hold diminished. Yeah. Even on the C minor, he just let it bleed yeah. over. So he just went for something like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he resolved it, but had that E natural in there yeah. over a C minor, yeah. two five the entire time. You yeah. know what I mean? Which I think tells us that like, you know, that's Herbie, like we don't have to be so rigid with yes. it has to be this minor thing or whatever. Like you're, you're basically, you're just making tension so that you can resolve it in some way. Yeah. And I think that, um, and we noted in language of the masters, it was so fun to see that with all the, the great artists, but especially with Herbie, I think we were kind of dialed in on, you know, his usage of, you know, when he harmonically sticks in that same area and it shouldn't work. Cause as you say, it's got the, you know, the major third in it. And, um, but his rhythm and his melodic, so we've got rhythm, melody, and harmony. And I, I know I bring these up a lot because they're important. And it's yeah. like, you talk about first principles of music. So like he's so locked in on really great me melodic things like that are not connected necessarily with the harmony. I mean, they're, 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 of course, they're always connected, but in terms of like, they're not the correct or the right harmony at that point. So it's like you're leaving the harmony in a way, or you're letting it bleed over. How do you get away with that? How do you make that interesting and not just make it like, hey, I'm breaking the rules. I'm an idiot. You know, how do you make it like, wow, I'm playing some, you know, you know when you hear something, this should like, make sense. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. you're like, wow, that's so hip. So like we're yeah. starting from the point of like, that sounds so great. And right. then you go back and analyze and you're like, wait, that shouldn't sound great. But that's why it's not prescriptive. <laughs> right. But I think that, that sometimes like digging deeper and then saying like, just within this, you know, okay, so the harmony is whack, so to speak, yeah. but the rhythm is so great. And the way that it's connected with the melody, the actual melodic shape oh, yeah. is so great. Like what you can't do is sort of like not play great rhythm or melodies and abandon the harmony. That usually doesn't work. Well, yeah, so this should go without saying, I got to get some kind of button on here that just says rhythm is king or whatever, right. because it is true. Like yes. you can literally get away with anything. Well, I've got a button. Hold on. Rhythm is king. Bam. I'm gonna press it again. Oh, Rhythm I, is oh king. My, can I just record that wow, for that a second? Then I'll use it. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, uh, to your point, it doesn't matter what the notes are. The notes right. don't matter. That's, oh, uh, someone really? someone heard said that. that I think uh, famously. <laughs> But uh, they don't. They don't matter if your rhythm sucks. So yep. keep that in mind as Absolutely. we t as we talk about what notes to play. Now these are great. These hopefully will give you great ideas. For me, when I do something like you know, at C harmonic minor, when I hear that color palette, I think of Red Garland yeah. or I think of Wynton Kelly. Yeah, me and that too. I start phrasing like them. Yeah. Essentially, like get, like choosing their color palette somehow makes me choose their rhythmic palette as well. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, and hopefully that these ideas don't make it sound, don't feel like at the last minute we're pulling the rug from under you. The idea is that if you're doing like this F minor with a major seventh over that half diminished, the, the D half diminished. Yeah. Okay, well, that didn't work great, but it could. It had, if I worked awesome. on it, I mean, depend, I mean, but I stayed on it and let it linger. You yeah. Know? resolved it like yeah. this gives you that license once you set these things Dude, whatever, up even the herbie thing of having that g uh half hole diminished right that big e natural in there over the two the five and the right. one it's because we set it up with what he's played before 
You know, yeah. however you want to you want to phrase it, it can really work. Good. This was fun. Method Monday. It's a thing now. It's Are we going to forget? Are we going to forget? Yeah, we're going to forget. Okay, like, I'm going to set it right. Hey Siri, remind me next week about Method Monday. Oh wait, she's actually okay. Good. All right, we got it. Method Monday. Well, we'll see it's you again thing. next week then. That's right. Until then, you'll hear. Stealing from you. You got it. Fine. I mean, that we used to do that. It's good. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. All right, we got one in the can. We got ten minutes to do the next one. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's what she said. We can get to the end. Uh, ouch. <laughs>